Welcome in, Fight Fans, here on a Tuesday edition of Unlocking the Cage. I'm Brian McKinnell, in for Jimmy Smith, and I got my pal Andreas Hale, the combat sports editor from SportingNews.com, hanging out for all three hours. And on today's edition of Unlocking the Cage, we catch up with surging lightweight Jalen Turner, fresh off his massive victory at UFC 276. And speaking of UFC 276, we take a deep dive into the main events and co-main events from Saturday night between Israel Adesanya and Jared Cannonier and Max Holloway and Alexander Volkanovsky. Fighting chaos is abound, fight fans. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of Unlocking the Cage on a Tuesday. This man has now cracked the top 15, five wins in a row, and a problem in the lightweight division. Jalen Turner joining us here on a Tuesday. Jalen, man, congrats on another victory. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Jaylen? man. You're enjoying uh, a uh, post-fight cookie there, a little, a little, a little celebration. You're in, uh, you got your cat, which makes me feel uh, very much at home because the last time Andreas and I spoke to you, you had the, uh, you had the full fam out. So it feels like a, a coming of full circle here, at least a little bit. So that makes me happy. Uh, listen, man. The, the, the fight itself, listen, we can talk about the congratulations. We can talk about your win streak. That's all great. But the fact that this happened on ABC in the main event of the prelims, that, that's some serious shine. That's got to feel good to deliver on that stage. Yeah, man, it was, it was epic, you know, like, and, and especially to get the win that way, you know, it, it, it felt great. Yeah. Maybe if it was a little bit longer of a fight, you know, I could have got more fans. But, you know, I got to finish nonetheless, so I'm happy. <laughs> no, man. No, 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 no. Look, you don't get paid to work overtime, bro. So it's like, don't even trip about that. But here, here's the thing. Not only is it a five-fight winning streak, you finished all five of your opponents. And that's got to be pretty damn satisfying. Because this fight was, was, what, 42 seconds? What all that means is that you pretty much preserved yourself to, you want to fight in a couple months? Are you ready? I mean, is, is it time to make a quick turnaround again? Because all you can do is just continue to climb this ladder, right? Yeah, man. Um, shoot, I'm... I'm- I'm pretty ready. I'm able, you know, um, but I do want to take some time off. Just, you know, just let the mental reset a little bit. I had a lot of stuff going on, like personally, physically, like before that fight. So, yeah, man, um, training camps are tough, dude. <laughs> I mean, I, I can imagine the training camp is tough, but the, the result is something that, you know, a lot of people thought this might have been a competitive fight. It, it wasn't competitive. And it did it end the way that you expected it to end with that guillotine finish? Um, I expected a finish nonetheless. Um, submission, yeah. It was either going to be a guillotine or a darce. Guillotine or a darce. That's, 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 damn. But, it, I mean, it started with a punch, though. I mean, this whole thing started with a punch. It, a big, a big follow, punch. A big-ass punch. Yeah, <laughs> a big-ass punch at that. Look, listen, three or five finishes have been by submission. Two of them have been by knockout. All right, I just need to know now, what is the more dangerous part of your game, the submissions or the, the power? Man, it's pick your poison at this point. I'm I'm well versed in both aspects. <laughs> Yo, like and to Dre's point, like to talk about like picking your poison, uh, you know, the ground or the feet, you're obviously well versed uh sort of in both. And I feel like listen, you talked about taking a couple months off, which we completely understand. I mean, that's uh totally your right, and you've been kicking ass and taking names now here for a minute. Um, but it hasn't always been that way, right? Like you talked about some of the trials and tribulations that you've been through. You've got a couple losses on your record, but it feels like what we're watching at twenty seven years old is a version 
that we, you know, haven't had before. I like watching fighters get better on a fight-to-fight basis. You're at that level where, like, I watch Jalen Turner fight, and it's like, oh, that's almost an entirely new version of the guy that I saw a fight or two before. And that's really cool to see, right? Like, just as a person who, you know, follows the fights, right, Jalen? So I'm kind of curious. What do you attribute those changes to? What do you attribute the surge to? Man, um, it's, it's so much, dude. It was like... I got my last loss, bro. Like, that's what really set everything off. It just changed my mind, changed my mindset, changed my work ethic. Like, I put in so much more work after that. You know, having my daughter, too, like, just boosting me, having better people in my corner, you know, better coaches. There's so much that went into it, you know. Like, and I really got to thank my coach because, like, Coach Anthony really, he put a lot of time into me. He really showed me, like, he genuinely cared and, you know, he always puts it in my head, like, hey, like, you, you've you been talented since I met you, you know, like, you could be a champion. Mm-hmm. So I just started believing in it and putting the work for it, you know. I just leveled everything up, everything in my life, man. And I just changed my mindset, stopped settling, stopped settling for for things inside the octagon, outside of the octagon, stopped settling with training, you know. Just, I just wanted to elevate so much more, you know. And, and I really, like, told myself, I was like, hey, like, you know, I got to put my phone on the gas now, you know. Um, it's now or never. You want to be a champion, you got to do it now. You got to start putting all your time and effort and due diligence now because, you know, this this sport is short-lived, you know? Like, I'm not going to be doing this time 35, like 40, you know? So I got to get it in now and, you know, leave no stone unturned, you know? That's, that's how I'm looking at it. I like that attitude. We're here with UFC lightweight Jalen Turner, victorious on Saturday in that main event prelim on ABC, which is such a great spot to be in because you get those views on you. Now, I, I, I get it, right? You took care of business early, so you didn't get that exactly that number of screen time that you would have liked. But, I mean, again, performance of the night bonus. You cracked the top 15. I mean, this was a big win for you on Saturday. Fifth win in a row. We can go on, right? And it's a great position to be in. But my question to you is is right you you credit your coaches uh we talk about the surge that you're in and that's all awesome how do you make sure that continues how do you stay right in your head the decisions you make now that you've cracked the top 15 and also Jalen I mean I know there's probably people that aren't going to be signing on the dotted line on you but but there's also those people out there that are looking to make a name off you as your name rises so how do you keep that kind of all at the forefront and how do you stay right as you look at these next steps in your career man you pretty much hit the nail on the head like Everything you said, I have to, I have to soak all that in, and you know, I have to analyze all that as it comes. You know, I gotta start prepping my mind for everything to come. So, you know, uh, I've been doing that. I've been doing that for a while now, and you know, I'm gonna take it all in as it comes, man. Like, uh, I like having the target on my back, so now I don't have to call people out. I don't have to, you know, try to be a little showman and do all this (laughs) extra shit to get sell a fight. You know, so um, you know, bring it. You know, people want to fight me, like let's do it. I haven't ever turned down a fight. You know, so um, you know, it's my job. I'm ready for it all. I'm 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 ready. Like I've I've arrived. I'm finishing. I'm confident. I'm prepared. You know, I'm gonna be a champion. I'm gonna be at the top. This is a very deep division with a ton of talent and yeah you don't have to call anybody out but there's a fight this weekend with Rafael Dos Anjos and Fazeev going on it are you taking a very close look at that fight as a potential next opponent um not really uh because I've trained with RDA so I, like, I'd rather have him as an ally than an opponent <laughs> he's, he's <we've, laughs> I've been waiting for a few training camps um so you know he's he's a comrade and you know if it doesn't go his way 
yeah, for Zay, could be on the, you know, next on the list. So we'll see. And I want to ask, man, because listen, last time we talked to you, the cat's there, which we, which we love, right? But you got a performance <laughs> of the night bonus. Looking for, uh, looking for belly looking rubs right fresh. now. <laughs> yeah, so you got a performance of the night bonus of uh, $50,000, and I'm just wondering, are we adding more animals to the collection? Like, what's coming next? <laughs> man, let me tell you, there's a reptile show in Anaheim, July 9th. Catch me there. Okay. Yo, look at how excited, look at how excited Jalen Turner just got off this reptile show. This is the content that I am here for. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah, man, it's a big one too. It's going to be huge. I can't wait. Right, right. Here's awesome. the funny part about it was like, hey, look, what about your next fight? He's like, well, you know, I'll just kind of check it out. I said, what animal yeah, buy is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you ask him what you ask him what strange lizard he's gonna buy next, and oh, we're all in. Let me tell you about this reptile convention. Yo, okay, all right. So let's follow up on that, Jalen Turner. If money was no object, because I know you're an animal guy, we all know this about you. And you don't. I mean, a lot of people are dog and cat people. You, I'm not. You're not not, but you like all animals, and you like some obscure animals so if money was no issue if safety was no issue what's like the one animal that you would house now saltwater crocodile (laughs) hell yeah because they're like dinosaurs right man yeah they're like dinosaurs yeah yeah dude i I grew up on steve Irwin. i grew up on jeff corwin I watch those dudes, dude. Yeah, I love all animals. Thank them for that, you know? So, yeah, yeah. Reptiles, crocodile would be it for sure. Yo, Man, dude, this yeah. dude's going to win a li- Yo, Dre, Dre, he's going to win a lightweight title, and he's going to be on the cover. Remember, like, the old No Limit Records covers with, like, the diamonds and the CGI? This dude's going to have, like, 10 crocodiles on a leash when he's got his lightweight strap. It's going to be amazing. I cannot fucking wait. Hell <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. Yo, Jay, seriously though, Jay. I mean, as we talk about this, because it's, it's an intriguing <laughs> part of your career, right? Like, yeah, you knock people the fuck out, but you collect animals. Could there be like a show in the future, <laughs> like of you between fights, you know, visiting places? That's content. People love content. I feel like there's another path for you right there, dude. There's so I feel I can go so many avenues after I'm done with my career because of everything I'm into, dude. I grew up like I, I grew up in Fontana, San Bernardino, bro. Like I like is either you get into weird stuff, you play sports, or you gangbang. <laughs> you know, so I didn't gangbang. I tried sports, I skateboarded. You know, I was into animals. You know, so that's, that was my thing. Like, those are my things. Dana, Dana's yeah. got looking for a fight. Dana's got looking for a fight, Dre. Maybe with Jalen, we can do like looking for a lizard, something like that. We can go out and hey, do a thing. <laughs> That's I'm exactly. For, uh, King Anybody oh, got a plug for that? Let me know. What is it? Lucistic King Gorums. Dre, you want to take a stab at that? Do you have any idea no, what he I, was reference? Bro, I have no idea. Is that a, is that I, a rapper I, from? Uh, <laughs> is that Chameleonaire's friend? Like, who is, what is that? <laughs> they're, they're dwarf monitor lizards. They're like they only get like this big, but they're so rare. I had I had a trio. I had a trio like a couple years ago. I paid, I think like like forty five hundred for the trio, right? And I ended up not fighting. 
you know, I had to get rid of like, like, you know, just start selling. I just didn't fight for a long time. So, you know, I had to start making ends meet. I sold those, I sold some tarantulas, you know, but I just regret selling them so much, man. Cause like, I have not been able to find another pair or trio at all. Oh, this dude with lizards is like me with like action figures and like LPs. Like you live in it. Your life is wild, man. You are <laughs> Jalen Turner. You are a special, special athlete in the combat sports space. So listen, man, five wins in a row. Uh, you just cracked the top 15. I know you don't like calling people out and I don't blame. I, I like that about you, right? It comes through in your personality. You do your talking inside the cage. But if you had again, not even necessarily a dream opponent, right? But like a dream scenario for the next 12 months, right? If you could lay it out, maybe a couple fights, like a timeline, how would you like to see this next year go for Jalen Turner? Um, sure. I'd come back from my little vacation, get back into camp, probably knock somebody out in December or February, ride that momentum, fight somebody in top five, Right, that momentum and then title shot, you know, you in go. the perfect world. And if not, if it ain't that way, then do the same thing, fight somebody maybe unranked, fight another ranked opponent, you know, maybe maybe fight another un, unranked opponent and get a little extra cheddar, you know, and then then fight somebody, you know, <laughs> fight somebody. get closer, you know? get closer to re upping that contract, nail down you know, some of those fights time. that you got on this one and get to that next one. That's what's up. I like that. Yeah, I like right. that. Hey, it's a business, man. You got to be smart about it, you know? Yep. Absolutely. True. Absolutely. True indeed. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a yep. curious, Jalen, because right now the, uh, the lightweight title is uh, vacant. Do you believe that Charles Oliveira is the champion or do you think that? It's rightfully vacant. Nah, he's a champion, bro. I don't know what happened with that scale situation. I believe he made the weight, um, you know, but, you know, under contract, you got to be 155 on the dot or less. So, but yeah, in my eyes, he's a champion, you know, all respect to him. Okay. Yeah. I, I was just curious. I'm glad, to, I'm I, glad I, to hear him say that, Dre. Yeah. 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 I, I was very curious because a lot of people say, well, that dude's still the champ. I mean, like, ain't nobody beat him for it. I do want to know, though, and I don't know how you, you're going to answer this, but that feels like a very intriguing fight. You and Charles Oliveira, two guys <laughs> that can bang. I mean, we ain't quite there yet, but like, how interested in, in that matchup? Like, is that, a, is that a fight? That, how do you see that playing out in your head? Man. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, dog. I, I think I, I think I put Charles out on the feet, bro. I think I put him out on the feet. Hey, you know he got his body lock takedown. He has some sick, yep. slick jujitsu. You know he's tough. He's game. He got a chin, but I think on the feet he can't hang with me. Like I, I'm just out of respect. Like I feel like a lot of. A lot of fifty fighters can't hang on me on the feet. Now grappling, you know, he, he has a, he has the, he'll he'll bring me to some water. Like he has a chance there, but you know, I'm working on all that. We're getting ready for all of that. Well, to your point, Jalen Turner, every fight starts on the feet, and then I, you didn't bring this up, but I'll bring it up. Six three is six three. You are not exactly like your your physical makeup is sort of a rarity at lightweight, which is one of the reasons I think people enjoy watching you fight so much, and uh, well, one of the reasons you've cracked the top fifteen. Jalen Turner, congrats on a performance of the night bonus. Congrats on your fifth win in a row. Congrats on main event in ABC, and congrats on cracking the top fifteen, my guy. It was a pleasure catching up with you once again congrats 
Likewise. Thank you for all the congratulations, man. More to come. We're going to keep this rolling. Busted Open is your daily home for all things pro wrestling. Join Dave LaGreca, WWE Hall of Famers, Bully Ray and Mark Henry, and hardcore wrestling legend Tommy Dreamer. Dave LaGreca here. From WWE to AEW, Impact, New Japan, Ring of Honor, and more, we talk it all. Whether you grew up watching Ric Flair or Stone Cold Steve Austin, Busted Open is your place for pro wrestling. Busted Open, Mondays through Saturdays at 9 a.m. East on Fight Nation, Sirius XM Channel 156. Israel Adesanya making the walk to defend his UFC middleweight championship, but making the walk as the dead man, the undertaker, the hall of famer in the WWE, one of the greatest of all time with the McMahon family and triple H, uh, sitting ringside. That was certainly a hey, talked about two seventy six being a collection of moments. That was definitely a moment. That's something I'll always remember the night Adesanya walked out as the, the undertaker. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm a pro wrestling fan. I can appreciate that. When I saw the urn yeah. and the hat and the purple lights and him raising the lights, I was like, this is incredible. Unfortunately, it was the most exciting thing about the fight, right? For, for most people who <laughs> saw the walkout, the walkout was incredible. It went viral. Nothing in the fight went yeah. viral. But again, man, I'm going to keep repeating this. It's not Israel Adesanya's fault. He did everything no, it's he not. was supposed to do. He did. I mean, he, and he, he entertains, guys. Listen. You're lying to yourself if you're saying you're not going to pay for another Israel Adesanya fight because everybody did that shit with That's Floyd Mayweather. Thing. Everybody yeah, did with did. Floyd Mayweather. I mean, it, yeah, 100%. And look at the millions he continued to draw. Look at the return on the 24-7 shows. Look at the interest that the gaze that he brought by being a defensive fighter, right? Now, now, now credit to Floyd. He understood, hey, I'm not the most exciting fighter inside the ropes, right? So I'm going to sell. I'm going to market. I'm going to pro-wrestle the shit out of this business, which is essentially what Floyd did. He made himself the consummate heel in ways that I, I, I don't know if anyone in even pro-wrestling can can manage to do like his work that he was able to do and 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 and, and the disinformation andreas because we talked about this right not to stay too much on floyd but like the eating the cheeseburgers at mcdonald's and like i always knew that was bullshit right like i always knew that was for the cameras but you used to tell me stories about how like floyd would go to the strip club throw around 15 20 grand, grand right like do it for show and then he'd run home to get his cardio like he wouldn't even take a car home it was all for show to make you think that I was out partying, but really it was just a stopover in between my cardio sessions, right? Like, that's the type of games he would play. Yeah, I mean, there's a certain level of dedication that people don't see that's off camera, right? Yeah. But when, 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 the, when yeah. the lights are on, you got to act up. And Israel Adesanya has done a great job of keeping us intrigued. Like, if at the very least, you're going to tune in to his next fight to see what the walkout is, right? At the very least, that's what you're going to do. He has done a great job of engaging us. And, it, yeah, you may not have yeah. liked this fight, but you remember what he did to Paulo Costa? He beat the shit out of Paulo Costa. Like, Borchina came in there with that game plan, I'm going to rush you, and got demolished. Look, man, bitch and complain here, but we forget we forget really quickly how boring some of those fights were when you get a great performance. And we'll always talk about Floyd Mayweather being one of the greatest of all time. Why? Because he didn't lose. His, Israel Adesanya's job is not to entertain us by being stupid. His job is to win fights. He's the champ. Take it from him. And nobody's done it yet. I, I listen to people complaining, but I don't know what y'all want from this guy. What do you want from him? 
Tell me you wouldn't pay $75 to go back and watch Anderson Silva in his prime right now against a stale piece of, you know, lettuce. Like, I don't give a shit what it was. It's Anderson Silva in his prime. You're going to tell me you're not going to watch that? And again, Anderson, okay, Israel's not Anderson yet. He's encroaching on that. Like, that, that could be that in a couple of years, right? But his fighting style, the way he sees the cage, the way he fights defensively, like, he's head and shoulders above the majority of people in this entire sport. You're telling me you're not going to pay to watch that again, especially with the other fights that they're going to put on an Adesanya card? I... I don't buy that. That that views like to me that just it's people being the prisoner of the moment. We're forty eight hours, seventy whatever hours removed from the main event on Saturday. People are a little salty, which I understand. Two, three, four months from now, when they put Israel Adesanya in another main event, I imagine people are going to be stoked to watch him get it on again. Yeah, listen, guys, facts matter here. George Saint Pierre fights weren't always exciting, guys. Let's no. be honest. Actually, he got a lot. He got a lot of the uh, the same sort of blowback that Adesanya is getting. Right. And, but, but how do we revere George St. Pierre now that he's done fighting as one of the greatest of all time? The, yeah, the, sa- the same thing you and I were saying while he was fighting. Appreciate him while he's here because one day he will be gone. And it's, you're just going to talk about the wins and the dominance. And I promise you, if Israel Adesanya stays on that same trajectory, Dre, we're going to be doing the same thing with him, to your point. Exactly, exactly. So we got to chill out, man. You, you're not going to get blood and guts all the time. You're just not. You're not going to get, you know, yeah. I, mean, I mean, we talk about guys like Big Rig and, and guys like Robbie Lawler, but it's eventually that kind of style catches up to you. Israel Adesanya is here for the long haul. In order to do that, he's got to avoid getting hit. And he does a fantastic job of controlling range, preventing his opponents from getting close to him. And out, like, he's not a point fighter, but he may, it's like receipts fighting. That's what I call that shit. If you do something dumb, he's got a receipt to catch your ass with. But if you don't do anything done, he's going he's gonna to jab you, he's going to prod and poke at you, and you're not going to do anything about it. You have to bring the fight to him, and nobody's really doing that for good reason. They're not doing it because they're... You know, oh, I just want to figure out I can win from the outside. No, they're kind of scared of what's going to happen when it's coming. I don't even want to use scared. They don't want to get hurt. Nobody wants to get hit in the face. It's not fun, right? But you have to do something to beat Adesanya. You can't expect him to come to the octagon and chase you down. It's never been his style. He's a counter striker by nature. Get used to it. Too many casuals out there are going, oh, he should have just mowed down Cannoneer. That's not what he does. This never has been, never will be. We got to get over that. All right, 877-344-4893, 877-FIGHT-93. Marco, Joe, everybody out there, I see you waiting patiently. Wait a little bit longer. We will get to you to get your thoughts on UFC 276 here in just a few minutes. Uh, but, Dre, I want to listen. As we talk about the main event, we are going to be turning the page on Adesanya uh, and Cannoneer here in a little bit to get to that outstanding co-main event, just outstanding through the lens of just the dominance of uh, Alexander Volkanovsky. But before we get to Volkanovsky and what's next for both of those men and Holloway and Volk, I do want to ask you what's next for Jared Cannonier because you made a great point uh, about, you know, people wanting to see you and the fight style that you bring, right? There were a lot of eyes on this main event and people were walking out during the main event, right? Inside the inside uh, T-Mobile Arena, people were stepping away. They spent hundreds of dollars to go. Presumably they weren't comps, right? And you're going out there and you're walking away from the main event that, that does not bode well, I would imagine, for Jared Cannonier. Like, Izzy's got the belt. The belt's always going to sell. Jared Cannonier does not. And he just put on a, a stinker of a main event on Saturday night, that, a stinker that a lot of people were watching, Andreas. 
Yeah, and you know, people may not want to watch him fight in his next fight, but you probably will because UFC does a good job of making you just want to watch fights. Yeah, you know, but you can stick I'll him in there with watch, somebody yeah. like a you you can stick him in there with somebody like a Marvin Vittori, for instance, or you can stick him in there with Paulo Costa, which will be a fun fight. Yeah, there are plenty of fights. Here's the thing: the distance between Israel to signing the rest of the middleweight division, the the gap is wide, but everything else behind the the champ is a fun fight to watch. That's that's just facts. Jared Cannonier is a fun fighter, but he's got to have the right kind of opponent. There are very few people like Israel Adesanya in MMA, period. So you're kind of stuck behind that. But yeah, Cannonier, he's fine. Fight Vittori, fight Costa, fight somebody. He, yeah. he, and you'll probably get a knockout or he'll get knocked out. We're gonna, he doesn't go to the decision. That's just not what Cannonier does. It's very rare and he loses those. But if he gets an opponent that's going to throw hands with him, it'll be fun. And you guys will be back watching again. But yeah, this fight sucked. For him, for him, not Asanya. It was great for yeah, Asanya because he, he was because well. because well, right, yeah, because he's a dominant champion, right? And to your point, uh, it's like outside the championship fights, which can sometimes you know leave you feeling a certain way. This division, you know, it's it's exciting. It's obviously powerful when you talk about one eighty five. There's always the chance of someone getting disconnected from reality. Uh, it's almost like the perfect weight class for fighting. For me, it's either one eighty five or two hundred five in mixed martial arts. They're just the best divisions to watch historically. So uh, yeah, it's now it's no surprise that we're getting another great, at least in my eyes, in Israel Adesanya. But is that not the same problem that Alexander Volkanovsky's having at featherweight? I mean, it 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 pretty much is, right? Like, this is a dude... Now, I'm not saying he doesn't have some tests. John, Josh Emmett is on his way, you know, coming up, and hopefully he'll get a title shot here in the near future. Uh, but, you know, Volkanovsky's talking about 155. Uh, you know, he's looking for challenges outside the division. And again, he's he's a prisoner of his own dominance. Greatest featherweight of all time. Full stop. I think so. Yeah. You can you can say what you want, but a man who just beat the guy who was allegedly the greatest feather of all time swept him. Swept him. Like, yeah. and here's the difference between Max Holloway and Jerry Cannonier. Max Holloway fought all 25 of those minutes and he got beat to the punch for 25 minutes. And I think when I talked about this about a week ago, I said Volkanovsky's still evolving as a fighter. He's still adding aspects to his game. Max Holloway, although we love him. There's one way for Max to win, and it's the, the volume punching, and he overwhelms his opponents. Volkanovski deployed a jab in this fight that made Max reset so many times he could never get his offense in rhythm. I, had ne- I hadn't seen that from Volkanovski. He led incredible. him around the cage with that jab. He led him while backing up with the jab. Like, that is something you don't see often. Like, like when you think about fighting, you don't think that you could lead someone, but it's kind of like a dance, right? You don't think you could lead someone by backing up, but that's exactly what Volkanovsky did. You don't think you could lead someone with a backaway jab, but that's what he did. The stopping, the resetting. Like, Volkanovsky led Holloway around the octagon on Saturday night on a leash, which which is nuts because that's Max Holloway. That is exactly. It's Max Holloway. He took his strengths and turned them against him. He knew Max was going to come. Nuts. There was never going to be a point in yep. time when Max Holloway was going to back up. Max was going to come forward. But every time, if you watch the fight again, every time Max crouches down just a little bit to start that, that salvo of punches, Volkanovski would jab him and Max would reset. And he, he, he look, it's the first time I've ever seen Max Holloway look clueless as to what to do in the octagon. And that's a testament yep. to just how good Volkanovski is. Yeah. Here's the other fascinating yep. thing about Volkanovski. Where it's different from Adesanya is he's been 
like truly tested. The Brian Ortega thing is huge for me. There's a certain level of resilience that Volkanovski has that is head and shoulders above the rest of this division. And look, yeah, I like the Josh Emmett fight. We, we'll, we'll talk about Josh Emmett. I think that's a great fight. Mm-hmm. But I really do want to see Volkanovski at 55 because look what he's done to this division. Look what he did to the zombie. Look what he's done to Max Holloway three times. There is a compelling argument right now that Alex, Alexander Volkanovski is the number one pound-for-pound fighter in the world. And if you said it to me, I wouldn't even disagree with you. Because yeah, as much as we love Kamaru Usman, he had two fights with Colbert Covington. Both were close. The first one, he knocked him out. The second one, he just barely got by. Volkanovski, yep. he had two close ones with Max, but then he swept him. He ran his ass out the building. Nobody does that to Max Holloway. Look, man, Volkanovski's a different kind of beast. And the fans that yeah. were booing him, I'm so pissed at y'all. What's wrong with y'all? You're booing greatness. <laughs> put them on a watch. Put put them on a watch list. Get their home address, For real. their zip code. Get get all the info. Dox them. Find out what their name is, and don't ever let them back in the building. How could you ever boo Alexander Volkanovsky? Unlocking the Cage with Jimmy Smith is part of the SiriusXM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Michael Russo. The associate producer is Kelly Murphy. Sound design by Nuri Balin. Special thanks to SiriusXM's Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, Steve Cohen. And SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. Serious XM Podcasts.